Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit agencyrevolution.com and click media to explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, this is Michael Chance, co-founder of Agency Revolution. Delighted to be your podcast host today. And I want to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast presented by Agency Revolution creators of Attract. Attract's a powerful marketing suite that enables you to spend less time on, oh, the details and drudgery of marketing and more time doing the things that grow your business. Attract gives you the technology and the content you need to find your ideal prospect and turn them into your best customer. My goodness, what more could you want? If you haven't done it lately, please visit agencyrevolution.com and request a demo of their award-winning software today. You are going to love this conversation. If, If organic growth gets your juices going like it does mine and really good practical marketing Get your juices going like it does mine. Then you're going to love this. You're going to love this conversation with my guest Jordan Levitt. Uh, and I realize that uh, there are a fair number of podcast interviews that I conduct that really focus on the big trends that are pushing this industry forward. That's important for your strategic thinking, I believe. But every now and then, we got to get our feet on the ground and provide you with some really hardcore practical tools. Jordan Levitt does that delivering practical answers to drive tons of traffic to your website. Uh, our guest is, uh, well, first of all, he was he worked, he used to work directly for the renowned Neil Patel. Those of you who are, oh, even sort of remotely in the uh, digital marketing universe will know Neil's name. And now he serves as the digital marketing team lead at FMG Suite. Uh, and in this conversation, we talk, well, uh, he, he just really, um, he doesn't hold anything back. Eliminating the mystery of search engine optimization, SEO, and how you can drive traffic to your website. Um, he shares his insights and observations about social media and where that uh, possibly fits into your overall uh, marketing portfolio and pay-per-click advertising. So, Practical, practical, practical. Um, I, I'm going to suggest that you listen to this one. And if you have a marketer on your team, or if you're thinking of hiring one, um, this is an episode that they should listen to. Now, I believe that, first of all, I think every agency principal needs to listen to this one. But again, if you've got other people on your team who have some responsibility for marketing, then this is a priority. And um, more on that later, the, uh, the training and the guidance and uh, the professional development of marketers. That's a conversation that I really want to have with you. A lot of people have been asking me questions about it. I- interestingly, uh, maybe no surprise, um, our uh, podcast audience uh, communicates with me, sometimes on LinkedIn, sometimes by email. And I would say right now, the most common question revolves around that. 
Um, how do we, uh, if we have a marketer, how do we get the biggest bang for the buck? Most uh, agency principals realize they're not the marketer. And uh, people who are looking at um, hiring one, they want to know how to go about that. And then, of course, you know, in a lot of agencies, uh, the, the primary marketing in some cases is done by the principal. So that's a conversation, but this is a good way to start it, this conversation with Jordan Levitt. Um, quickly before I go and uh, introduce you to this conversation, again, please connect with me on LinkedIn. And uh, also, as I've said before, if this conversation or these series of conversations has delivered value to you, do me a super duper big favor. Hop on um, your uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to this and give us a five-star review. And if for any reason, um, if you see ways that I can make this better, other than by being a, being a different person, <laughs> I can't do that. But if you can find, uh, if you can think of ways that I can uh, deliver a message that's even more meaningful, please email me, michael at michaeljans.com. I want to listen to you. So, boom. Um, it is now my terrific privilege to introduce you to my colleague, Jordan Levitt. Jordan Levitt, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited about this. Um, well, I'm excited about most of my conversations, but the reason why is because this is so practical. And to some extent, I know that I focus some of my attention and my listeners' attention on um, the trends and the forces and the way that the future is being shaped. Um, but from time to time, it's really important to remember that there are practical ways to grow your agency. And um, with your expertise in SEO, I think I think we're about to discover um, a lot about that. So, uh, Jordan, you're a relatively new member of the FMG team. Would you um, tell us a little bit about how you got to be where you are and what your uh, what your background is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, after uh, after graduating uh, from the university, I I got my first job at a company called Entrada. Uh, which has set me up, I think, really well for, for this position. Um, Entrada is similar to Agency Revolution, FMG, where they provide uh, their clients with a website uh, and other services, right? So mm -hmm. um, while I was at Entrada, I uh, was helping um, my clients who in that, in that company, that the industry is, is property management, um, and, and helping property management companies run their business. So I was helping with their digital marketing efforts and that included SEO and PPC. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's just been really, really great to get that experience. Um, from there, I, I moved over to the Neil Patel agency and was able to uh, work there uh, at his new agency in in Utah, where I live. Um, right. And that was and, that and, was and that's for, for listeners who may not know. Neil's name is a very well known, very well respected name in digital marketing. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. If you if you search SEO, he's one of the. One of the if you, first to show right, up. If you search SEO, <laughs> he, yep. right? His his SEO has done quite well for himself, and and his and his um, range of expertise is really quite broad, right? Right. And, and so uh, I know that he's done a lot in digital marketing. You worked in his agency, the digital agency, the the, the marketing agency, correct? 
and your uh, um, area of concentration there was? Uh, SCO and PPC. Yep. Right. Still, okay. still running the whole gambit. Yep. All right. And it was, it was a, it was a great contrast because at Entrada and here for that matter, that the cool thing about working in that capacity is you get to hyper-focus on a particular niche and really, uh, really right. focus on making your campaigns run well for that niche, um, which is cool, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you don't get to usually spend that much time and focus <laughs> on a, on a particular type of campaign. Uh, when you work at a different agency like, like Neil Patel, I, I had a wide variety of clients when I worked there um, uh-huh. from global clientele who, who were servicing, you know, the entire globe <laughs> to little mom and pop shops who were just trying to, to focus on their particular wow. city. So it was, it was a lot of great experience um, and quite different from, from focusing on the single niche, but both, I, I've enjoyed both types of work. All right. Um, and so now you're, um, what's your role now with FMG? I'm the team lead for the digital marketing uh, team here at mm-hmm. FMG. Um, so we are ever, ever growing and ever changing. Um, we are currently working on uh, PPC and a, and a one-time SEO service. Um, but you know, in the near future, and I and we can talk for a moment later about it, I suppose. But there will be an ongoing SEO product that we are releasing, and and some updates to PPC in the future as well. So really excited about the the growth that is happening on the team. We will dive into that. So let's start big picture. Um, SEO. Uh, uh, just let's start at the very beginning. Uh, What's your description of what it is? And then let's talk about why it's so important. Yeah. Um, SEO is, isn't anything magical. Uh, it, it sounds really mysterious, um, but really the, the main component is trying to get your website to show up better on Google. Google has you know, millions and millions of options that it can show a user when they make a, a search on Google. Um, and Google's job is to present the most applicable websites that answer that person's query uh, in the best way, right? Yeah. Um, and so how do you structure your website? How do you structure your content so that Google views your content as a, one of the best answers possible for that person's query so that you can show up on the first page of Google? Okay, so we'll dive into that. I, um, well, it, it seems that uh, to a large extent, the principles of SEO have, have remained relatively, uh, relatively stable. Am I right about that? I, so, so for example, you and I have talked about this back in the day when I was perhaps a little closer to this marketers were, um, on the edge of their seat waiting for Google's latest update. They would announce an update. If it was a major one, the world of marketing would turn upside down and all of the social platforms were going crazy with discussions about how for some people, for some companies, their rankings went from near the top to, you know, being paid, you know, back on page two to infinity because they, because they changed something. Um, and, and presumably I I think you'd agree their changes really were intended to do exactly what you just said deliver the best results for the person who's searching for the best results. 
now it now I don't hear about that so much. Um, t- t- so I I'm curious what your perspective is on trends in SEO. Are they much different than they used to be? Yeah, back back in the day, um, you you would always be trying to find. Uh, the secret, <laughs> you know, the, the secret formula. And yeah, like a- after an announcement for like the next few weeks, like people were kind of um, uh, attempting to decipher based on what they saw and what the results were, or maybe what was coming out on the Google blog. People were really trying to sort of uh, crack the code on the mystery of the new algorithm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and and you'd be doing funny things like hiding hiding keywords on your page with uh, the same same font as the background of the page and all kinds oh, of all, weird all stuff. sorts of black hat stuff. Yeah, right. right, exactly. <laughs> but you know, today it, it is it is a lot different. Um, mm-hmm. And who who knows? I mean, who's to say that Google's not going to make some major change in the future? But from the the bigger releases that I've been a part of the last few years. Um, uh, what I what I have seen is they're really just focusing on good content, quality content, um, and so the clients that I've worked with who have already had content and that was the focus that we were already you know working on for them right. is creating yeah. good content. Uh, uh-huh. If anything, it helped their rankings after some of those bigger uh, releases. So yeah, that 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 seems to be the the main thing that Google has been focusing on for a while now is enticing the 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 people who are are who own these websites and, and are trying to do better trying to entice them and say you know you need to have really good content for our users got it all right so uh, a moment so i want to dig into this concept so uh, of i i guess we would say content is king people have been saying that for 10 or 15 years and maybe longer and uh, presumably now th- that is still absolutely true. Um, tell us about, for a moment, tell us about how independent insurance agents and insurance agents um, are, how, how well suited they are for good search engine optimization. Yeah. The, the independent agent who has a website with us is already set up really well for SEO. Um, for example, when I worked at the Neil Patel agency, one of the most common um, one of the most common strategies we would implement for our clients is creating new pages that are focused on specific content for a service that they are wanting to to get better attention on. Right. Right. Um, okay. And, and breaking that out, you making multiple different. Uh, different pages of, of a variety of services that they're focusing on. So the independent insurance agent here, they already pretty much have that set up, right? They, they have an individual page for every different type of insurance that they sell. Um, The missing component there is to put good content on those pages, you know, create some unique, unique, uh, compelling content for each of those pages, but the page structure is already there. They already have right. a different page for all those services. And, and in some cases they might already be ranking well, uh, for some of those specific insurances. Which is a good further argument for specialization. Even, even right. if there is, um, or, or, or if an agency has multiple specialties. Mm-hmm. 
and using your site to demonstrate that. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, always right. going to be, there's always going to be a lot of search volume for some of the generic terms like insurance agent near me or uh, insurance in city state, wherever they're located. Right. Uh, people right. are going to be searching for those type of terms, but uh, more and more people are searching uh, specifically for what they want, you know, so they're specifically searching for auto insurance. They're specifically searching for renters, uh, umbrella, you know, whatever, whatever type of insurance right. they are in the market for, they are more likely now going to start searching for that specific type of insurance. And the point I'm trying to make here is your umbrella insurance page has a much better chance of ranking for the term umbrella insurance than your homepage or your auto insurance page, right? right? Google wants to match the best page that's going to answer that question, you know, to the to that user. And so in this case, it would be the umbrella insurance page that makes the most sense to show. Yeah, okay, so let's spend a moment on that. Uh, umbrella insurance is still a relatively broad term, and mm -hmm. they're probably, you know, roughly 40,000 agencies or more that provide it. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, talk to us about how that does become prominent. Uh, presumably, Google's bias for local search will help everybody who has a local market. That's, yeah. is that, that's part of it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So talk to us about how keyword, well, keyword research works and how um, keyword content works. Yeah. So Google... Google evermore, you know, it, it's getting more, uh, more intelligent, right? And right. it's, it's able to see, let's go with car insurance for, for a minute here. If, if you rank well for car insurance, mm -hmm. you're likely going to rank well for auto insurance and for automobile insurance, all, all those similar terms, right? Um, so, you know, it, it, it's getting smarter to the point where, I mean, it used to be if you ranked for car insurance, that didn't necessarily meant, mean you you rank for auto insurance because those are different terms, <laughs> right? right? right. <laughs> uh, so so that's getting better um, all the time, uh, which is good for our for our uh -huh. agents, right? Um, but going to to the question that you had, you know, local search is is the predominant way that a lot of our agents are going to get traffic. Um, Google knows you're located in uh, Las Vegas, for example. And so mm -hmm. if you're located in Vegas, um, you're, you're going to show up well for uh, that type of radius, you know, if mm -hmm. you're located around Las Vegas. Um, if you're located in Henderson, which is near Vegas, right. um, maybe you don't show up as well. You know, if, if your website yeah. has a Las Vegas okay. address on it, right. um, maybe you don't show up as well as someone who has a Henderson address on their website, you mm -hmm. know? So, so mm -hmm. there is an element of locality that Google is going to um, consider heavily when they are showing their, their, uh, their results on, on the search results page. Um, however, there are ways that you can work around that where, for example, if you know you're trying to target people in Henderson, but you live in Vegas or your right. office is located in Vegas, right. you can include Henderson within your copy, your, your content on the, the page itself. You could include it in your title tag and your H1 tag, which are just two, okay. two okay. places <laughs> on the site. <laughs> no, yeah, well, let's take a pause and explain what okay. that is, yeah. the H1. 
Yeah. yeah. So the H1 tag is, it's just a heading tag and it, it's part of code. Um, we won't get super technical right. here, but within code, you can designate a tag as the the main the main subject right and, and, it, and it's the same for humans right when we're reading an article usually the top of the article has a bigger block of text that says the name of the article and and right. you know that that sets you up well to know okay this is what that article is about it's the same mm -hmm. thing that we're talking about here with code so that and, tag just so signals to google what this is about got it okay so uh the h1 and and presumably some others, um, uh, it it does um, it declares to Google that it's more important, right? Like it's it's like the headline mm -hmm. for an, let's exactly. say a newspaper article, right? And so and so Google does uh, give it more credence. Yeah, it just helps it helps Google identify what this page is about without having to sc scan the entire page, right? It's able okay, to right. to pull meaning from that uh, fairly quickly, and it needs mm -hmm. to pull that information quickly to load as many results as it does as quick as it does. Right. Uh, so that just helps with that. Um, the title tag and, and meta description as well. Um, if you go to your page in Agency Revolution, um, at the bottom of any of the pages you go into. Um, there's going to be an SEO and I believe it says social, um, section yeah. where it'll say your title tag and your, and your meta description. And th that's where you can change, um, those fields if you'd like. Um, but all those tags are, if you're looking at Google, you know, you've, you've searched for umbrella insurance and now you're looking at the Google page, uh, all of those blue, bluish purple words that you're seeing, that's right. your title tag. And then all the little tiny words underneath that that blue that blue line that's your meta description. Um, so that those tags are actually meant for people on Google. It's meant to try and capture their attention, draw, catch their eye, and have them click on it. Um, but you can infuse keywords there as well to help Google understand that oh, this page is about umbrella insurance in Henderson, Nevada. This person. Mm -hmm is located in Henderson, Nevada, and they're searching for umbrella insurance. So I guess I'll show this page that's, it, it's pretty relevant. Okay. Um, I, I do have one last question about the um, geo-targeting. Um, so you admit, let, let's take Los, Ange uh, Las Vegas as an example. So that's a big city with millions of people. Um, do you know how tightly Google draws their kind of their, uh, their radius, their circle around, um, let's say an agency's physical location so that be, because presumably you'll get most of your local traffic from your, from your own community and a, a, a large metropolitan area is comprised of lots of communities. How tight does Google read physical location? I'm sure everybody has seen the little maps snippet that shows up on Google. Sometimes right. you'll, yeah. you'll make a search. Usually if you say near me, or if you do put a city in there, it'll pull mm -hmm. up a little mm -hmm. map and show a bunch of businesses that are in your area. Right. right. Um, that section of Google is a pretty tight radius. Uh, we're looking at, you know, five, five miles, sometimes more, ah, but okay. Google, right. Google tries really hard to show you really close businesses when you when you do especially a search like near me they they want to give you yeah you know a really close right. option um now <clears throat> with and and that section i should clarify that that map section you're seeing is called google my business 
Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a Google My Business, you need to get one. It's free. There's absolutely no reason not to have one. Um, that is what enables you to be on Google Maps. Um, now, so so the closeness to uh, to the to the customer that that's going to be a huge factor with Google My Business, and ha- if right. you show okay. up in that little snippet, but mm-hmm. it's not 100%. Uh, it's also going to consider, uh, for example, if you were to search for best insurance agent or best something, it's just <laughs> that that word best yeah. that actually puts an automatic filter on Google My Business where it only shows a certain star rating of oh, business. Yeah. And so, you know, your star rating comes into play and, and your the amount of reviews that you have. And, and, and so, you know, it's, it's not a hundred percent vicinity. Um, but that certainly is a, a big part, okay. um, outside of Google, my business, if you're looking at just the rest of the Google results page, not the ads on the top or the bottom, but all of the rest of those just normal organic links, yeah. um, you know, that, that really has a lot more open to it. Um, just because you're located in that area, if someone else is doing really good with their content and they have a lot of other websites that are linking to them, which establishes authority to Google and Google's eyes, uh-huh. right? The backlinks, um, they can do very well and they, they can actually beat you out even if they're not located in your, uh, specific area. Um, backlinks, um, <clears throat> backlinks still matter. Yes, I would okay. say so. Yes. Yeah. Got it. All right. Um, okay. So now we have, uh, we also have agencies where, uh, who have markets where <clears throat> geography may be less local. They might be a regional or a national player in a target market. Mm-hmm. How do you, how should they, um, the best they industry, their SEO? yeah, the best industry that I've ever seen this done in. And it's when I worked at Neil Patel uh-huh. is the law industry attorneys. <laughs> attorneys okay. are, are so good at ranking locally. Um, it's incredible. I mean, I, I would have, I would have uh, clients who, you know, served really large areas, multi-state areas, and they, they were beating out a lot of the local, um, the local attorneys. Uh-huh. Uh, Uh and it's all with how they, they were accomplishing their SEO. Um, so the way that that's done is through essentially a new page, right? So let's, let's go with the Vegas model again, just, just to keep it simple. So, uh, so let's say your, your, your office is located in Vegas, um, Mm -hmm. and, and you are trying to reach somebody in uh, Boulder city, which is outside of Vegas. Um, you, if you create a web page specifically about, let's call it home insurance in Boulder city, (laughs) uh, just because you're not located in Boulder city, that page can rank well in Boulder city. It has a chance of ranking for that specific city because even without a physical address, Exactly. Right. Because, because the physical address does help, right? It it, it does, but it's not the only thing that Google looks at. And so if it's scanning your content and, and keep in mind, you're, you're up against all of the insurance agents who are actually physically located in Boulder city. But Mm -hmm. if you spend the time writing content that someone 
would actually take time to read, answers questions well, is infused with some good keywords. That content, compared to the other person who's located in Boulder City, has you know, a few lines of content that just kind of came stock with the website, you know, and, and hasn't done anything with the page, mm-hmm. Google's right. going to prefer your content over their non-existent content. Okay. That's fascinating. That, that, that is fascinating. Um, so, so content is king. All right. So yeah. I think you're stressing that point. So let me give you one more example where, for example, uh, let's say you're an insurance agency and you have a niche that, for all intents and purposes, is really not geographically based. So in other words, let's say you insure um, wildland firefighters, okay, hotspots, people who put fires out in the national forest, and they might be distributed throughout largely the West. And for that insurance, you're not competing against um, Main Street agency. You're competing against others who are um, in that niche. So, so presumably, local is less important. And in that case, I, I would assume that your keywords are um, and your content is of supreme importance. Right. Okay. Got it. Let's talk about keyword research. Yeah. Keyword research. Um, there, there is a variety of tools online that you can have access to. Uh, Neil Patel has a, uh, semi-free version. You, you can use a little, a little bit for free, right. um, right. to, to get a little bit of your research done. Uh, it's called Uber suggest. Um, there's that, another you, one. He, he purchased that. Am I right? And changed the name yeah. of something else that I used to use. What was that? Uh, crazy egg is another tool. So maybe. Okay. So, Uber, yeah. <laughs> so you can get on Uber suggest and I know there's some other tools and how does that work? Yeah, it's essentially. So, so what you can do is let, let's take that hot, hot spot, uh, example. Okay. Um, right. so that, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to what do people search <laughs> more just generically for, and is it, is it hot spot? Is that the keyword? Or, well, probably wildland firefighter. Okay, so are people searching for wildland firefighter insurance? Insurance, right? Or are they <laughs> searching thinking, yeah. for? Are they searching more specifically for California wildland fire insurance? Yeah, good you know? question. Yeah, and so th- that that is the question. I, I don't know the answer. You don't know the mm-hmm. answer. But a tool right. like Uber Suggest or like Moz or or whatever else you you would want to use, you can get that data. They give their their best analysis of, you know, what are people searching for more. And then sometimes it's not always the one that's getting the most volume. Sometimes it's more the one that has a little less volume and is a little less competitive. Uh, you know, instead of trying to to fish in, in the big ocean, right? Uh-huh. You're you're right. fishing more in a in a smaller pool uh, where you have more of a chance of actually catching something. Um, and so you you just do the research. You look for uh, some keywords. So in this case, we would type in wildland fire. Uh, firefighter insurance, mm-hmm. and it's going to pull up a whole list of uh, keywords that are related to that keyword. And you can look at, okay, so this has this much volume uh, per per month in the nation. Um, 
compared ah, to this one okay. that has a little less, but the difficulty is less as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you can just kind of run that analysis and, and decide which keywords you want to focus on with your content. So, so it draws into <clears throat> some big ocean of data and, uh, and shows you how, how much volume that real people actually used, right? Like the actual keywords and how many people searched on those words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that is remarkable. So presumably it has some relationship with Google. They're, they're drawing this data from, from Google. Yeah, I don't know how it all works. Okay. I know, I know, I know that between tools, the the data can vary too, uh, which is interesting. You oh, know, that's fascinating. Um, okay, so some tools seem to be a little bit more uh, heavy with the traffic they estimate, and then other tools are a little more conservative with the traffic that they uh, estimate. But regardless, it's going to give you a good a, a good idea, a better idea of of what is happening um, online so that you can, you can figure that out. Okay. So then, um, <clears throat> that guides your content strategy, right? Mm -hmm. So right. talk to us for a moment about the content strategy. Are we talking about, well, presumably we're talking about blogs and we're talking about, um, the more, uh, you know, the, the actual content that's on the primary page or the, or the sub page. How, yeah. what, what, what should people do with their content? Once they discover these great keywords and they're, and they're excited about getting value out of it, how do they get the most value out of it? So when you are looking at keyword options, anytime you see a question based keyword, ah. you should, you should consider writing a blog for that question based keyword. Um, blogs, Google eats that up. If, if, if you've asked a question and there's a long form answer to that question, Google's going to love it. So for example, let's say you're searching for car insurance, um, keywords. And in that, in that research, you see some, uh, there, there's a large amount of searches that happen on a monthly basis for what do I do after an accident? What, what do I need to do with my car insurance after an accident or something like that? Um, that that would be mm -hmm. a great article that you could write about. And you could localize it too if you want because you don't necessarily, I mean, if you if you can't sell, you know, outside of your state or, or something, uh, right. you don't need to be showing up outside of that state. So you could localize mm -hmm. it. You could say, what, what do I do after an accident um, in, in Utah with my car insurance or, or something like right. that, right? Right. And... Uh -huh. um, and and lo and behold, <laughs> after some time, and, and if it's good content, uh, you're going to see that page start to rank well, and you're going to start getting traffic off that. And some of the some of your users may just read the information, and they they don't have insurance through you, or they're not they're not even shopping for insurance, uh, but they found the information, they found it useful you know, and they're gone, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. other people, they may see your information. Wow. That was really helpful. Uh, who is this company? And then they'll look in further and, and you can get some more leads off that. So it just depends. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, okay. that's one strategy. Um, uh, another thing would be beefing up your existing main navigation, uh, pages. So in your main navigation, you already have listed out all of your different insurance types uh, start looking at how can I beef up my content from this boilerplate, you know, uh, generic content that's already on here. How can I individualize it? How can I add to it? Um, 
and and just infuse some of those keywords that you're seeing within that content uh, to help beef it up. Onto the navigation pages themselves. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about an effective blogging strategy <laughs> and the critical question, how long will it take before I get results? Yeah, right. I'll answer that one first. Well, so what's that? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, because I, I want to address, I want to address the frustration. Yeah, right? no, no yeah. doubt. There's probably not a business owner in the world who hasn't, at some point, you know, written a blog, or for those who have written a blog, and you know, they they, they be, and because a marketing guru told them to do that, and you know, they keep kind of checking for an increase in their stats, and they don't see it. Yeah. So the thing I would say to that is make sure your blog has purpose behind it. Um, you are not, the, the intention of these articles is not to become the next, you know, uh, mommy blogger who, who's making money off of, off of her blog, right? That, that's not the intention. Um, the intention is to show up for specific particular types of, of keywords that, that you are hoping to show up for. Right. Um, if there's a dream keyword that you would love to show up for, you need to write content around that and, and mm -hmm. you'll have a greater chance of showing up for it. So, you know, the question-based keywords is a great place to start for your blogging strategy. Um, just writing articles right. that that are around, that are answering, you know, some of those uh, really good questions that you would hope that you show up for instead. Mm -hmm. um, I think that'd be a great, a great place okay. to start. And then as okay. far as the timeline goes, yeah. you know, you're looking at four to six months typically uh, for um, changes in your uh, position and, and organic traffic. But uh, is that I will four, say four, four to six months if you're blogging regularly or four to six months after that one great blog you're waiting for results on? So Google, Google works with your site on a page by page basis. So it could be that, uh -huh. you know, you, you change a bunch of content on your site and one page all of a sudden starts performing really well. Right. Um, or if you're blogging and you're not doing it consistently, you write one really good article and then you kind of fall off the wagon for a little bit, that that page could start ranking well. You know, So it's not like you uh -huh. have to have a consistent effort all the time. You just need to create some good, some good content um, for, for the site. Um, and, and those pages can start ranking well. Not all of your pages need to rank well. Just You just need right. a few good ones. Okay, got it. All right. Um, so uh, well, so that, that's a good segue to my next question is, <clears throat> how do you know what's working? So I think people frequently will, they'll turn to Google Analytics to, yeah. to see how well their site is performing. And, <clears throat> um, and then glaze over and go do something else. So yep. talk to us about um, an effective Google Analytics strategy. How can an insurance agency or agent make sense out of what Google is willing to deliver in its uh, analytics dashboard? Yeah, there there is so much there in Google Analytics, and it's definitely overwhelming. I mean, there's entire courses online that you can take to learn. Right how to navigate analytics. Um, so I would say for the person who's just trying to figure out, is my website performing better than it was last year? 
uh, the main thing that you want to look at is the acquisition report. Um, and if you're looking at Google Analytics, I mean, who knows when they'll change the interface. But right now, if you're looking at analytics on the very left of the page, there's a mm -hmm. bunch of different options. There's a little person icon. And then the one under that, there's like three, three arrows. That's right. the acquisition report. You just click that and you click overview and it'll show you your acquisition report, meaning where are people coming from? Are they coming directly to the page? Meaning they, they just typed in your URL directly and, mm, and went right. to you. Are they coming from a referral source? You know, so the the your your link was pasted on on a different page on some other site, and they clicked on it and came to your right. page. Uh -huh. Did they come from social media? Did they come organically, which is what we would hope for? Organic just means that they saw you on Google. It wasn't mm -hmm. an ad or anything, but they they clicked on you. Uh, or ads, right? Paid uh, is another option. So that'll tell you the sources that people are coming from to get to your site. Um, and then you can, you know, on the right hand side, there's going to be a date range that you can select. And I usually like to look at a 30 day period and then compare that to a prior 30 day period or, or prior year, if I have that much data. And if you're seeing an increase in organic traffic, then, Hey, thumbs up. That means more right. people are getting to your website organically. Um, that that's good. <laughs> You're showing up yeah. more if that's happening, right? Um, mm -hmm. You can even dial into that a little bit more. And if you go back to the left-hand side of analytics and find behavior, you can go to behavior and then landing pages. And you can see the specific pages now. Instead of just your site as a whole, you can now look at every page on your site and look at that same comparison and see, okay, are more people coming to this page now than they were last year or last six months ago or, or whatever right. it is that you have mm -hmm. selected. Um, so let's say you've written some cool blog that you you really want to, to go well. Uh, right. Like I said, it's probably going to be a four or six month period before you start to see much traction there. But mm -hmm. around that time frame, you should be looking at that page and see, is it getting um, the traffic, you know, and, yeah. and that'll tell you. Okay, so you mentioned a couple of things there that I would like to ask you to zero in on for a moment. Sources. So <clears throat> let's take them one at a time. Social media potentially is a source. Mm -hmm. What's your What's your best advice about social? It's it can be controversial. I know that it can be. <clears throat> it it can not only be a time suck for. Uh, consumption. In other words, the the nature of most social media is that it's designed to um, uh, to uh, entice your psychology to spend as much time on it as possible, and so uh, so so consumers can spend uh, a lot of time there. But um, um, marketers as well can um, can can conceivably spend a lot of time on social without getting um, perhaps the best results for time spent. So what's your insight about the good use of social, uh, yeah. relatively speaking? Yeah. My advice is, and if I know my clients as well as I think I do, the majority of them do not want to spend any time on any of this. <laughs> um, and so right. if you are, if you are one of those people and if, and if it's a chore to do any of these things and you don't want to pay for it either <laughs> as well, um, you, you need to focus in on 
what's going to be most impactful. You, you can't be spending time on everything. Um, and right. so in okay. that situation, right. I would suggest to focus on your SEO. Um, focus on beefing up your website, getting good content on your website. That's what I would focus on with your limited time. If you enjoy this and you and you want to spend more time on it, then you know, for sure. Yeah. Spend some time on social. The, the main thing with social media, you're just trying to build an audience that you can <laughs> advertise to that you can, that you can give information to on a regular basis, right? That that's the whole purpose of social media. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the only way you're going to gain a following is having information that people find compelling and, and interesting, uh, which, you know, can be hard in certain mm-hmm. industries. You know, how many people are following insurance agents? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but another thing you can do to help your, your SEO, if you do have a good social media following, is every time you release a new blog or, or anything like that, feel free to post it on, on social as well. You know, hey, I, I just wrote this new blog. Hope, hope you find it interesting. Put that on social, and that's going to help mm-hmm. increase the traffic that see that. Got blog. it. All right. Um, and then one other source uh, for the site that you mentioned was PPC. Okay, advertising. Mm-hmm. How do you rank that, and how do how how should it, an agent approach that? Yeah, I, I often refer to SEO as the crockpot, the, the slow cooker, and okay. um, right. PPC okay. as the microwave, right? Very good. Uh-huh. So <laughs> PPC... Well, I like fast, so talk to us about pay-per-click. Yeah. So PPC stands for pay-per-click. So the nice thing about this is, it, and we're referring to the ads that you see on Google, you know, at the top mm-hmm. of the page and, and usually at the bottom of the page as well. Now, and, um, uh, okay. Um, w- w- we can get back to this later, but you had mentioned Google, but there are other sources as well. There are other platforms. Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But when I, when we say PPC pay-per-click, it's important to designate that that is what it says it is. You're only paying when you get a click, right? right? And other, some other platforms that you may be advertising on aren't necessarily pay-per-click. Sometimes they're pay-per-view as well. Facebook. Yeah. Facebook could be pay for every thousand impressions, for example, that that's a common method. Um, Right. Yep. So okay. anyway, with uh, with PPC and that microwave, uh, you know, mentality that that's that's a really nice um, benefit is you don't have to wait four to six months to be on the first page of Google. You can be on the first page of Google immediately with an ad. Um, and with Google ads, um, there's a lot of a lot of data-based decisions that are made, at least on my team, we, we try to focus on the data. So we, we try to improve click-through rates and write content that's going to be clickable. People are going to be interested enough to click on it. Um, we test out different landing pages and, and try to have the, the landing page experience be as good as possible to um, improve the overall amount of conversions that occur. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot that goes into it, but essentially you're able to to get to the first page um, right away. Right. Okay. And um, well recommended for um, the local Main Street, um, you know, personal lines and small commercial lines agency, as well as niche players. the the main The main uh, 
the main problem that I that I see with uh, with this industry is typically the agent is used to purchasing a list of leads or something, right? And the nice right. thing about that yeah. is I pay X dollars, I get X amount of leads every time, right? Which mm-hmm. is a really good feeling. And then, you know, mm-hmm. it, it depends on how many leads of those <laughs> actually uh, bind. But, um, you know, it, it feels really good to put in this amount of money and get this exactly right. what I expected out of it. So mm-hmm. that security blanket is not there with PPC. I'll, I'll just put that out there. You, you are not guaranteed a certain amount of leads if you put in a certain amount of dollars to Google right. um, or Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing about doing your own advertising and acquiring your own leads is you are putting your name out there more frequently. Um, I can't remember the exact number the last time they did the the statistic, but it's something like seven times a person needs to see your site seven times or see your name seven times before they purchase. Right. Um, in this industry, it's, it's a heavily researched industry. People aren't going to bind with the first agent they see, they're going to look at their options. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so if you can get in front of their eyeballs, you know, a few times in that research process and capture their attention, and then even what we call retarget them, where after they've been to your website, we're throwing ads at them <laughs> for your brand uh, across the web. Um, right. That can help draw them back ultimately to uh, purchase from you. Pay-per-click and Google advertising or Facebook advertising, <clears throat> would you say that um, the, the skill set is so sophisticated and advanced that it's not a job for the amateur? I think that that is fair. Um, Mm -hmm. I think anybody could do it if they dedicate the time. And I'm not even talking about hours and hours every week, but it does have to be something that you focus on and and look at the data like I've talked about and and try and make some decisions based off of the data. Um, I think think most people could do it if they set their mind to it, Um, but it is certainly something that could be designated to uh, a team like mine, for example. Right. Um, there's a wide variety of costs for this type of service. Um, <laughs> I, I think that from my experience and, and knowing the industry like I do, uh, our cost is very good. <laughs> okay. So uh, tell us what your team is doing right now and what's on the horizon. Yeah. Um, so currently we are offering a few different PPC packages uh, where we focus on your branding and and getting your brand out there better. Uh, We focus on um, a single platform uh, like Google, or we can focus on multiple platforms like Google, Bing, or Facebook um, and and provide advertising on on those platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, And with any of these services is going to come with a professional um, to, to manage that service for you and consultation that you can have with that professional, right. uh, which is really good. I think that's honestly uh, some of the best money spent doing something like this is that consultation with the professional. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we, we provide that with uh, PPC and then with SEO, currently we are doing a one-time service where uh, we the, it includes a few different phone calls where we're first gathering information from you, then we're going over optimizations that we've written for you. And then we're going over an analysis uh, on your SEO with you. Uh, but essentially, we're updating all those 
tags that we were talking about earlier, the meta tag, the uh, H1 tag, title tag, meta description, right. uh, we're updating those with keyword rich uh, tags, um, which helps your, your SEO. Uh, we're beefing up your Google My Business with some great optimizations. Uh, we're making sure you're linked up with Google Analytics and Google Search Console. Um, we, we're just trying to help you out uh, with with all of those uh, really important factors and, and the foundational elements of SEO. Right on. Um, and then, like I said, soon soon to come will be an ongoing SEO service that'll address a lot of uh, the strategies that I've talked about today. Very good. Um, I have one last question for you, and then <clears throat> um, I'll ask you to share how people can reach out to you or contact you and learn more. Uh, so, and this is a hard question. If you were, if you were going to, uh, let's say, jump on Michael's soapbox and and deliver a message to the um, the leaders of insurance agencies throughout North America, um, maybe you know, kind of describing the Jordan philosophy about how to grow your agency, what would you say? I'm I'm very passionate about SEO. Um, I, I mean, as far as all of the different digital uh, mediums and, and advertising mediums out there, I think that SEO is the most important thing that um, a, a business could be doing. I, I've seen businesses just thrive when they start to focus on on their SEO. Mm -hmm. And the reason, once again, it is so powerful is this is free traffic. You are not paying per click you're not, as soon as you stop paying some dollar amount, the traffic just stops. You are building a machine essentially that is just acquiring more and more free <laughs> uh, visitors to, to right. your business. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's not quite the same as foot traffic, but it's really good. You know, people, people right. are spending right. time on the site. Uh -huh. um, and so if you can build a machine that attracts new attention and win attention is given, uh, there's enough interest that, that they are calling, you know, or, or emailing or reaching out. I mean, there, there's nothing better than free leads. Um, right. and so anyway, I, I, I would just urge everybody to really consider what they can be doing to improve their website presence. Um, and, uh, the website experience overall, uh, to encourage more of those uh, phone calls and, and emails to come through. Terrific. All right. Jordan, if people want to learn more about some of the things that you talked about or ser the services that you have to offer, how should they reach out? Yeah, you can always talk to, if you already have a, a, a designated sales rep. Um, so if, they, so if, they're, if they're an agency revolution client, yeah. If they're already mm -hmm. an agency okay. revolution client, you know, feel free to just reach out to your mm -hmm. sales representative. Um, I, I have meetings with them all the time. Um, so they're, they're pretty well versed on, on what we offer and can answer mm -hmm. uh, the majority of your questions. Um, and then if you're not already an agency revolution client, uh, just get in, get in touch with us and, and we'll get you set up with the right people to talk to. So is the best thing to hop on the website and... Um, and, and reach out through the website or what? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That works. Agencyrevolution.com. All right. 
Um, well, Jordan, uh, this has been this has been a masterclass in um, digital and really in digital marketing and organic growth and search engine optimization. So, uh, very important topic, very practical, very tactical. I appreciate your generosity, your wisdom, and spending time with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. You bet. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. New episodes every Wednesday.